0: Welcome to SBC this week. I'm Brandon Porter. Laura Erlinson is here with me. Laura, Hi, Brandon. Thanks for being on board. Hello there. Well, how was your Thanksgiving?
1: It was great. The weather Good was deal. beautiful. Uh, I stayed out at my cousin's farm. Plenty of stuff to do. Nice. Had a great time. Lots Very of nice. food. Like my family is next level when it comes to food. It was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But it was amazing.
0: Good deal. I'm sure that our listening audience, if they were listening last week, they will want to follow up to see just how you did on the the skeet range.
1: I did the worst I have ever done. I think I jinxed myself. It was so bad. My dad, I was wearing my glasses and my dad said, did you get a new prescription since
0: last time we did this? Oh, no.
1: And I was like, actually, I did. And he goes, I think that's probably what it And like, thanks, Dad. Oh, he's trying to help (laughs) you out
0: there. Yeah. Well.
1: It was terrible. I couldn't hit anything. Well. My husband did great. He hit it from sitting down. He just wanted to try to see if he could do it from sitting down on the ground, like cross-legged. And he totally did. He was hitting them all over the place. Oh, no. Makes me so mad.
0: Such a show off. (laughs) Such a show off. (laughs) Well, we're glad that you're with us for SBC this week. Hope you had a great uh, Thanksgiving week. And we are now transitioning, headed toward Christmas and um, excited about the holiday season. The Lottie Moon Christmas offering season is about to kick off in full steam this weekend. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. Uh, But stick around. We've got lots of news for you. We'll get to that in just a minute after we uh, share a quick word from our presenting sponsor, Subsplash. If you're a pastor who wants to engage with your congregation and build connections beyond weekend services, SubSplash can help. SubSplash allows your community to access messages, resources, and even give from one place, helping congregations connect in ways you never could have before. Learn more at subsplash.com forward SBC. When you use that link, you'll get a special discount, but you have to use the link. Again, it's subsplash.com forward SBC. All right, Laura. Well, as we came back from the Thanksgiving break, uh the search committee looking for the next EC president, they they were primed at the pump because on Monday, Neil Hughes was ready to roll with an update.
1: Yeah, it was uh it was great. We were all just kind of trying to get back in the swing of things, and we had a pretty big update from the search team. Mm-hmm. Um, Neil Hughes, the chairman of that search team, said that they are have moved into the investigative phase if you yeah. remember back in the, at the september ec meeting he said they had to de- determine like a four phase right process like the invitation phase the interview phase and then the third is the investigation phase which is sort of like you know the final step i guess uh, yeah. for a candidate and so we hope to maybe have a candidate announcement pretty soon and a yeah. vote they're they're looking to have a, a vote on a candidate at the february meeting
0: that you know that that really feels like it should be a question on a seminary class name the four phases the four of phases. the ec search committee <laughs> no, it's like
1: it's SBC jeopardy <laughs> yeah, right.
0: and put them in order yeah right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so good. good deal good deal. yeah but We're, he did
1: ask yeah. that southern baptists continue to pray for the process and uh, yeah. just that god's will would be be done so that's pretty exciting
0: Absolutely. So we're, we're excited about their process or progress. The uh, next EC meeting is coming up, Lord willing, February the 20th and 21st in Nashville. So uh, he promised another update before we get there, but, uh, but we're, we're getting close. We're clo- closing in. So uh, the second thing we want to follow up on, we've mentioned this before, Laura, uh, Steve Gaines and his battle with kidney cancer. We we shared that with folks when uh, it was shared at Bellevue just a few weeks ago. But now there is a special Sunday set aside to pray for Steve Gaines and for his wife, Donna, and for their family.
1: Yeah, um, he announced um, just here a couple weeks ago on a Sunday morning that he's been diagnosed with kidney cancer. Um and that he has a team of, he was very positive. He said, I have a great team of doctors. He's mm-hmm. looking to go to MD Anderson in Houston and said that there's a team there that's ready to work with him. Uh, the church has issued a prayer guide with specific scriptures that uh, the members of Bellevue will be praying for, for him over these next few weeks as he, I guess, begins his treatment and the doctors make a plan so you can access that, um, that prayer guide if, if you would like to join in doing that. I'm sure they would appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But uh, Donna Gaines, Steve Gaines' wife, is also on the, a member of the cooperation group, that, is, uh, that group that is looking at what it means to be uh, in friendly cooperation, for churches right. to be in friendly cooperation with the SBC. And Jared Wellman, the chairman of that group, Also encouraged people to pray for her, uh, for Donna Gaines, and he posted on the Cooperation Group's website about this prayer guide um, and encouraging people to utilize it. And so uh, it's just kind of neat to see a bunch of different aspects of SBC Life coming together, kind of rallying behind the Gaineses and Bellevue.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we'll continue to pray for them, encourage you to join along if you haven't started already. So certainly lifting them up. Uh, Also a situation that that lots of us are lifting up regularly is what's going on in the Middle East with Israel and um, Hamas. And uh, Laura, we heard some encouraging uh, news this week from the uh, Texas Baptist men and also from Send Relief as they partner with Baptist Village there um, in, in Ashkelon, Israel.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you, if there's a crisis in the world somewhere, chances are there are Southern Baptists on the ground.
0: There's going to be a yellow shirt somewhere. That's right.
1: That's right. So the Baptist village is uh, right outside Tel Aviv and it was purchased by Baptists in 1946. And as is now, it's not really all only for Baptists anymore. A lot of different groups utilize it. It's, but it's a Christian facility. It's used as a conference center, a couple of churches, meet there as and use it as their church meeting space but in recent weeks it has been a uh, refugee center essentially uh it has been displaced people displaced out of their homes as mm-hmm. a result of the war between Israel and Hamas don't even know if or when they'll ever be able to go back to their homes but send relief has been on the ground there providing housing uh bomb shelters food shower units, and even trauma counseling. Mm-hmm. And there was a series of videos that Sin Relief posted a few days ago. Uh, Bryant Wright is on, there on location. Mm-hmm. He's the Sin Relief president. And the, he shows in the videos the, all of the things that Southern Baptists have provided through Sin Relief, all of the tents. He actually records one of the videos from inside one of the bomb shelters. And he talks about when they hear the siren, they have 90 seconds to get in here. Wow. And they do it You know, every day. They have to do it several times a day. Um, and he taught. He shows the shower units that have been provided, so people can uh, take a shower. And uh, it's uh, it's pretty powerful to go yeah. and just see like the actual tangible things that are being provided for these displaced people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's lot, lots of information. Those videos are accessible at sendrelief.org, and um, so we want to encourage folks to go there and um, to, to.
1: Yeah, and the Texas Baptist men. I didn't mm-hmm. say this. We we yeah. had a story from the Baptist Standard in Texas. They've had three different teams go since the start of the war Uh and working literally almost around the clock from like 530 in the morning until after nine o'clock at night, making up to 3000 meals a day for people and distributing meals. And uh, it's pretty, it's pretty astounding.
0: It is. It's very inspiring and uh, just so great, grateful to them for their faithfulness and the work that they have persevered in over these, these weeks, um, Mm -hmm. since, since that attack in October. Um, also speaking of, of, uh, folks in yellow shirts, feeding people, um, it also was going on down in uh, Georgia this week, uh, in conjunction with the funeral for Rosalind Carter, former first lady Rosalind Carter.
1: That's right. I loved this story. Mm -hmm. So the Georgia Baptist disaster relief provided meals free of charge Because they're in Plains, Georgia, where there aren't a lot of big restaurants or places to accommodate. And if all of these former presidents and first ladies are attending this memorial service and they all have Secret Service detail, they have Highway Patrol is involved, National Guard troops are involved. That's hundreds of people that needed to eat Mm -hmm. and there was nowhere to feed them. And so the Georgia Baptist Disaster Relief was like, we got it. And Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. And so... They uh, were in mobile kitchens preparing things like roast beef, mashed potatoes, green beans, salads, rolls, and fire roasted corn. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then for breakfast, I love this. They served eggs, omelets, and grits. That's right. And I can assure you that if you're in Georgia and you're serving breakfast, you have to That's grits right. are on the menu. And There's I, ha- I actually had bench. them when I was in Georgia for Thanksgiving. I had yep. grits several times. Absolutely.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) Grown up in Georgia. We ate our share of grits. Absolutely. That's right. So So I
1: I just love that. So uh, good job, Georgia Baptist ER.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So thanks to the Christian Index for that story. Um, And then Laura, also the ERLC um, is releasing a letter. They're urging the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services to rescind a recently proposed regulation um, that connects to foster care providers and foster children who identify as LGBTQ+.
1: Yeah, the rule uh, basically is requiring that any foster families affirm um, a child's identity, whether that be transgender or um, LGBTQ in some Mm -hmm. way. And uh, ERLC president is saying that this is like a pretty severe violation of the religious liberty of these families. Yeah, uh, He said the rule discriminates against religious and faith-based foster care providers by forci- forcing such organizations to choose between their deeply held convictions and their desire to live out their faith by caring for some of the bo- most vulnerable children in our society. Yeah, Uh, He said, a a foster family shouldn't have to agree with every political, spiritual, or other belief of a child in order to be a safe home uh, and a proper home for a family, and their beliefs regarding sexuality and gender identity uh, should not detract from their ability to welcome children into their home and to be uh, a welcome and safe place for that child.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Re- really appreciate Brent Leatherwood taking a stand there, the folks mm-hmm. at ERLC sending that and speaking on the behalf of the Southern Baptist Convention and all of our Southern Baptist uh, friends as we uh, stand up and, and try to protect religious freedom here in the U.S. And so uh, very, very grateful for their work in doing that. All right. Then, Laura, of course, um, it, it just can't be December without Lottie Moon coming to mind. That's
1: right. It's We're recording this on a Friday, mm-hmm. and a week of prayer starts in two days. That's right. On Sunday. So I'm scheduling stories today to go up on BP Sunday morning and Monday morning and Tuesday morning. Like yeah. every day, we're going to have a Lottie Moon story. Yeah, uh, Be looking for those stories. Be praying next week. Be There are specific prayer requests for each day on how to pray for missionaries and how to pray for the IMB. And so always a, an exciting time.
0: Laura, it is strange also to record a podcast and not talk about state conventions.
1: Well, we can talk about it for just a second and <laughs> okay. I can tell you why not that I checked them all off my list. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> it was such a good feeling this week. Yeah. Uh, there's one little thing that's missing um, that I'm hoping to do either today or maybe Monday or Tuesday okay. next week. But okay. I was, you, you weren't there in the office, but I had a little party. I checked oh, them good. all. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Was good. yeah. Did, did, did you wear your new glasses?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't need them. I didn't need them for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need them. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, our history moment this week, um, exciting uh, news down in the uh, bayou um, as we look back to December the 2nd, 1974, when Landrum Lavelle, um, is that right? Landrum Lavelle? Level. I think it's level. Mm -hmm. When we look back to December 2nd, 1974, when Landrum Level was named the president of New Orleans Seminary.
1: And so I can right. tell
0: you, I can tell you from experience, being a graduate of of New Orleans, um, that his name is all over the place.
1: Yeah, and I learned something today. Mm-hmm. I think I always just thought that Level College and the Level Auditorium there at the campus were named for him, mm-hmm. and they kind of were. the The college was kind of named for him, right? But his uncle was also president. That's of right, New Orleans Seminary. Yeah, from let's see, I have it in front of me. 1946
0: until yeah. 1958. Yeah, yeah. And so
1: the level family. That's right. Um, I I don't I don't know why I don't, I didn't know this. I learned this, and so the level family is who the college is named for, mm-hmm. and the chapel is actually named for the uncle, mm-hmm. and uh, but Landrum Level, the nephew, became president of New Orleans Seminary or was elected. Uh, in December of 1974, yeah. and served as president for 20 years, president mm-hmm. of New Orleans Seminary. He passed away in 2008, and uh, I got to reread his obituary today as I yeah. w- we were looking uh, into this, and it was just really encouraging. I remember when we published this, even back in 2008, but it was good to just read it again and read just how, how influential he was.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He, he came into that post from being pastor at First Baptist Church, Wichita Falls, Mm -hmm. which is interesting that Morris Chapman was later the pastor of that church. And so for uh, Dr. Level, they also named um, an endowed faculty chair in the new Testament and Greek department. Um, It bears his name there. Um, Oh, wow. That's neat. So, and the, the city, so actually the city, here's another neat thing. The city of new Orleans designated a portion of the campus as level lane in honor of the many contributions made by him and his uncle, um, and so, so even the city took took note of this family's love and care for that seminary's campus. That's really
1: cool. Mm-hmm. It's like a Teddy and Franklin Roosevelt situation. Yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely, absolutely.
1: <laughs> Uncle and nephew.
0: <laughs> yeah, very cool, very cool. All right. Well, Laura, thanks so much. Um, we're, we thank you, folks, for listening to SBC this week. Uh, looking forward to sharing with you um, through the Lottie Moon season, and uh, just as we we begin to think about year in review and 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 putting a finish to twenty twenty three.
1: Thanks, Brandon. And uh, as always, don't take our word for it. All of these stories and a lot more. And Lottie Moon Christmas week, week of prayer stories at BaptistPress.com.